0: For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Chandler Gwadney, and I'm joined in the studio today by Chris Lowry, who is a professor on campus in the psychology department and today's devotional speaker. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, first question I have is, what was the process like of preparing to give your talk?
1: A lot of thinking about what I should speak on. Uh, I... I actually had an original idea and wrote the entire talk and, and was working on other drafts when I felt like, well, this is not exactly the topic that I should be speaking on. And so I then had to rewrite my talk, and I felt a lot better after I rewrote my talk with a, a different topic. So I think I got what I'm supposed to talk about.
0: Yeah, uh, I hear that a lot from different people that I talk to. I wrote the whole thing, and then I had to backtrack. I threw it in the trash, you know, shredded it, um, and they come out with a different one, and and that's exactly what they're supposed to speak on. So did you feel guided to it? Uh, Did did you feel the Spirit guide you towards it? How did you come to decide?
1: Yes, I did. Um, I felt the Spirit guide me toward it. I think the first one that I wrote was really beneficial for me. But it wasn't the right talk for everyone else, and so then I, I got the idea that there was something else. So I, I think that Heavenly Father works in that way that you know the first thoughts that I had weren't weren't bad; they were really good for me, but they weren't the thing that He wanted me to address right. for everyone else. Yeah,
0: Heavenly Father's like, we're gonna double dip.
1: Yep, you're gonna learn this, and then we're gonna have everybody else learn this. So, and I had plenty of time. They ask me to speak clear back in July. And it's a lot of time to think about it. Honestly, a lot of time to worry about it, <laughs> but, but it was all good.
0: Good, good. Well, I am super excited to hear about it, uh, hear you give it. And really, one of my first questions that dives into the meat of the talk is you talk about the fear of missing out, FOMO, and how sometimes FOMO can be a good thing. If you have it in the right context, can you expand on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, um, I I mean, think that it's pretty common for us to you know be worried that we're going to miss out on on some things, and that's where the expression FOMO or fear of missing out um, comes from. And um, but there are there are times when when that's legitimate, and that's especially the case when it has something to do with our spiritual development. And um, in the talk, I talk about the importance of having the guidance of the Holy Ghost. And if there is an area where we should be concerned about not getting what we should get, not getting everything, I would say that that would be one of the areas that we really ought to be focused on making sure we're not missing out on this incredible gift that's available to us. And
0: as a follow-up question to that, how would you suggest making sure that we open all of the gifts that Heavenly Father has in store for us?
1: That's a lifelong process, I think. Some of them will become evident to us because of patriarchal blessings or other blessings that we receive. Some of them will come as we you know, seek inspiration about what heavenly father has in store for us. And a lot of times I think we can learn about these gifts through comments and things that other people share with us. Um, They'll change throughout our lives too, because we'll have different needs. So there are many different gifts that heavenly father offers us gifts of the spirit. And I think that we ought to always be seeking them and always wondering and asking what gifts do I need now? and praying for those gifts.
0: I love that you talked about how gifts can change depending on our needs. I think we often, I often think about it being stagnant, right? We're given Mm. the gifts we're given, and that's what we've given. But you talk about it changing to meet our needs, which makes sense because, as you say in your talk, Heavenly Father is the best giver of gifts. And uh, He knows us perfectly, He loves us perfectly, and He knows exactly what we need. I love that. I guess on a personal level... If you don't mind sharing, when was one time maybe that you either did not open a gift or opened it a little late, a gift from Heavenly Father?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Surprisingly, I I actually don't like speaking in public, so I often in situations where there are people talking about uh, things, will sit back and be kind of quiet and. I was having a discussion with one of my colleagues a number of years back, and this colleague had told me, you know, one of your gifts is that you're very capable of speaking in behalf of the Lord. And that stuck with me, and I've tried since then to use that gift more. Um, and I, so I think that's one that I, I opened up late. And, and it's it's one that I still have a tendency to sometimes just kind of put on the shelf and be quiet you bring up an interesting point in your response there
0: the fact that somebody showed you or told you hinted towards a gift and that is important because sometimes we can be that to somebody else we can right we can point that out how how has that how has interactions with others helped you to realize
1: your gifts oh Well, I think one of the things that happens in my interactions with others is like I just described, somebody telling me, oh, this is something that you have a gift at. This is something that you're really good at. But at the same time, I've also learned through my interactions with others things that I lack. And then that gives me something that I can go to the Lord and and pray for help to be better in this particular area, whatever it might be. And so, like I said, it's a lifelong process. We learn through our experiences what we might have gifts in and where we need help developing gifts.
0: Absolutely, and that's where people can come in and (laughs) and help you realize it and maybe develop it Mm -hmm. down the road. Absolutely. Something that caught my eye that you said, um, and I'm just going to paraphrase it, you said that all the gifts that we receive lead us to that greatest gift, which is eternal life. Can you expound on that a little bit? I love that.
1: Yes, so the reason that we're here is in order to develop the divine attributes that our Father in Heaven and His Son have so that we can go to the highest um, level of the celestial kingdom and live the lives that they live. This is the ultimate gift that our Father in Heaven wants to give to us. And so the purpose of our lives is to be able to learn what we need to do in order to be able to receive this gift. And some of these things we know because they're they're general teachings that we've been given, but others we're only going to find out as we're led by the Holy Ghost. And so that's why I think that the gift of the Holy Ghost is the most important gift that we can use and receive while we're here, because that will lead us to make the changes that will lead to sanctification and help us to qualify for Heavenly Father's greatest gift through the mercy of His Son.
0: I love that. you And you talk about how the Holy Ghost leads to the sanctification through the Atonement of Jesus Christ, which is another gift. Yes. Um, absolutely. How did you make that connection as you prepared for your talk? What was the fiber that connected those two for you?
1: So this has been something that's been on my mind for probably the last two decades or so, thinking about how really— you know, often we emphasize that we want to return to our Heavenly Father. We want to be obedient. We want to keep our covenants so we can return to our Heavenly Father. And that's, that's a wonderful goal. And I'm very excited for and long for being able to return. But it, but it struck me that that wasn't really Heavenly Father's goal for us. When he presented his plan, we were already with him. So it had to be more than returning. We were there. But his plan was more about us being able to receive all that he has by becoming like he is. And, and that has really stuck in my mind. I think if we don't keep the real purpose of the covenant path in mind, it, it might be easier to stray. But when we realize what we're really trying to do, I, I think it becomes very evident that without the Holy Ghost, this just isn't going to happen.
0: I love that because Moses 139, one of the most oft-quoted scriptures, right? This is my work and my glory to bring the past, the, Im- the immortality and the eternal life of man. When we came to earth, we were availed from that. And it, right we were, we were given that opportunity. We were given that plan um that heavenly father was like we're going we're going to go down you're going to you're going to lose your memory a lot of a lot of what you've learned but your spirit's going to be there i'm going to be there and there's there's jesus christ who's always going to be there and he's going to help you and i think that scripture serves as a reminder not only to dare i say god right that this is his work and his glory but it it serves a purpose to remind us of what we we agreed to and what we signed on for in the pre-mortal life and I, I love that. That is, that is something that I hadn't thought of before I looked at your talk. So thank you for making that connection and helping me learn something. That leads me to my next question. I learned something, right? But what do you hope that people going out of your devotional, um, whether they're listening on the radio or in person, what do you hope they take away from this?
1: Well, I hope they take away the understanding and, and feeling in their hearts how much our Heavenly Father has to offer us through these various gifts that he gives, especially the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that we all have a stronger desire to seek the guidance of the Spirit and and to actually ask for the Spirit to be with us. And that we all work harder on being able to understand the guidance that we're receiving from the Holy Ghost. Because as we do, there's no doubt in my mind that we will develop divine attributes. We will become much more like our Heavenly Father and His Son and we'll be sanctified and more prepared to be able to meet Heavenly Father and and the Lord again and and ready to continue to do the things that they want us to do when we leave this life and move into the next one.
0: And if... You, if we could backtrack a little bit, because you mentioned having a desire for that gift of the Holy Ghost. And, and something that you said in your talk, a, a direct quote, it says, I will focus on one thing, desire the gift. I believe that one of the reasons that we don't receive the Holy Ghost as much as we could or should is that we don't know this gift or appreciate it enough to ask for it and constantly seek it. Can you explain that? How can people work on desiring that and achieve that?
1: Well, one of the things that really helped me to desire to have the gift of the Holy Ghost has been studying the lives of other people, you know, past prophets, modern prophets. Particularly, I remember that one time we were taking a trip from Idaho out to Missouri where I grew up to visit my family, and I happened to have a copy of the autobiography of Parley P. Pratt. So we listened to that on as an audiobook. And as I listened to his autobiography, it really struck me that before um, Parley P. Pratt even joined the church, he had more gifts of the Spirit than I did as a lifelong member of the church. And that really got me thinking about, well, why would that be the case? But I could sense that he had a very, very strong desire to know what Heavenly Father wanted and to do Heavenly Father's will. And that's why the spirit was with him, and that that was one of the times. Again, that was that was maybe about maybe about twelve years ago or fifteen years ago that that happened, and that was part of this process of me really starting to think: Do I do I want the Holy Ghost with me? Do I get as much blessing of inspiration and guidance as that gift should give? Um, there's a quote, and I don't remember who made this quote, but it basically is that we we live below the privileges that we have to receive revelation and to receive guidance um, from the Spirit. And and I really felt that that was true, that I was living far below what the Lord had to offer me. And so that, I think, is is where that originated.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of uh, church members, whether they want to or not, or, or, or recognize it or not, are doing the same, right? And I think that's why that is a quote um, and that was taught. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Welcome. One final question about the meat of your talk. You talk about how we can view adversity as gifts. And so how do we do that? How have you done that?
1: Well, I think that I'm going to quote President Nelson in the last conference talk. Thanks, Celestial. It's a different perspective. It's a more looking at the whole plan type of perspective where we realize that, first of all, we shouted for joy for the opportunity to come here, knowing that this would be a place where we would experience adversity. And I think we understood then that that adversity would be part of what would turn us towards God. And towards the gifts he has to offer, because without those gifts, we're not going to be able to handle the adversities that that we face. But if we understand that they're there for our growth and that Heavenly Father is there to help us and that the Spirit can help us and comfort us, then these adversities become opportunities for for growth.
0: And we all have them. We just have to learn how to use them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Two final questions for you. The first being, we talked about what you hope that others take away. What have you taken away? What have you learned as you prepared this talk?
1: Good question. Well, first, as I explained earlier, I've learned that the Lord does care about what is delivered at at devotionals, and that's why I I had to change um, my topic. So I'd say that's the first thing that I've learned Second thing, um, I'm impressed by how much work there is behind the scenes to make devotionals available. And that that tells me that that the Lord's really, really concerned that we have regular opportunities to talk about his teachings and try to gather together and and receive instruction and, and direction and be able to improve together i feel there's a bit of the a hint of what zion is like where everybody is working towards this goal of being able to improve and and uh, and worship and develop our our divine natures more
0: the lord cares
1: he does absolutely cares
0: absolutely the last question is is there anything else that you would like to talk uh, about that we haven't touched on yet
1: not anything that I can think of. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. That was Chris Lowry. He is today's devotional speaker. He is a faculty member here at BYU-Idaho in the psychology department. Thank you again for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you.